0: To the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here as well is my co host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall,
1: how are you? So very, very nice. Very informal. Thank you. Yeah. Life's great. Life's great. That's good. Arsenal are doing fantastic things. We are top of the league. We are top of the league.
2: Um, New York Yankees. Best baseball team in New York. Haven't haven't heard from the New York Mets. I don't know what they're doing these days. Uh someone, some of the Eagles should go uh, check if the lights are on at City Field. Um the New York Knicks haven't disappointed me yet. So that's good. That's a good thing. Um Cooper Rush is just being Cooper Rush and looks like he's got a Cooper Rush of Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. So that's fantastic. Um and uh, and, uh oh, oh, oh yeah, uh, the the New York fucking Rangers are amazing. Uh Igor is better. And um yeah, Mika Mika Zabanajad um is 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 quite quite incredible. Quite incredible. What what, what what a guy. What a guy. He he is that dude. Love Mika. He is in fact that guy. He is in fact that guy. He has been my phone background
0: for for a couple of years now. And it is just fantastic.
2: Cannot say that he is my phone background. I mean my my church is 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 my phone background. Capo No. Oh no. the Emirates. Oh home. Home of
1: Top of the League Austin Football Club. Just put just putting that out there. Top of the league for now. Oh, we're not losing. Not losing another game. Ever again. All okay. oh, start to do. That's it. Win 31 more games? Guess what? You win the league. Well, considering that they have to play Manchester City twice, I don't think that's going to be happening. Erling Holland who? Is Holland, Holland Jesus? Is Holland
2: Jesus? No. No. You know who does have Jesus? The Arsenal. He may
0: not be Jesus, but he is the second coming Alan Shearer, and you know that. Um,
2: You know what else we have? We have two religions on our side. We have Jesus,
1: and we also have Muhammad. So, we have divine intervention on our side. Liverpool also has a
2: Muhammad. Yeah, what has he done for me lately? I'm
0: just, I'm just saying, you know.
2: Sources sources close to the situation say that he made an appearance in Scotland, but no one has seen a confirmed sighting of Muhammad Salah uh, since Sunday at the Emirates. Last seen Takahiro Tomiyasu's pocket. Just saying. we
0: well, did score a hat trick in the Champions League.
2: Against the third best Rangers team that I know.
0: Yes. But unlike Arsenal, teams like Liverpool and Manchester City play on Wednesdays.
2: Who needs to play on Wednesdays? Who cares about what who cares about Wednesday? You get to play on Thursday. You know who's going to be playing on Thursday? Barcelona. Barcelona's going to be playing on Thursday.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, Barcelona. That is elite competition. But Barcelona is a shambles.
1: Oh, are they? Yes. I don't know about that. Seems like a great footballing institution. Anyway.
0: Enough of this. Let's go into uh, previewing the... We're already in week six. It's We already started by weeks So this is going to be very key. Because we have four teams on by this week.
2: Oh, two well, less games to cover. Thank God.
0: Yeah, I know it's fantastic. So we have the Lions, the Titans, the Raiders, and the Texans that are yep. on by. So, you know, that's a lot of key players. You know, Devontae Adams, who knows? Uh, I'm interested to see what goes on with that situation. Yeah, I don't right?
2: think it's gonna be much of a, a story to be honest. He'll get he'll probably get one game suspension for the incident. And that'll be just kind of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Devontae Adams is on by Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, my guy, Derek Carr. Derek, Hen- Derek Henry is also on by uh, Jamal Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jared Goff, you know, Brandon Cooks. Some guys that, you know, were fixtures in lineups in a variety of leagues. So you'll have to figure that out.
2: Well, that's what
1: we're here for.
0: Yep, but before we get into Thursday, uh, we have to talk about a coach a coach firing. Just because, you know, Matt Rule got fired because the Panthers are looked like one of the worst teams in football. Shot took him this long. If it, if not the worst team in football, right? Oh, now. No, they're the
1: worst. They're the worst.
0: Yeah, and so is it uh, Steve Wilkes. Who's the interim
2: head coach? The Wilkes is the interim. So for a minute, for a minute, I thought it was going to be Ben McAdoo to do. To be honest,
0: oh god, not not too many great options on like for interim coaches of the Panthers.
2: As long as it's not Ben McAdoo to do,
0: yeah i I don't think this really means anything as far as like the offense for and like McCaffrey and DJ Moore and whatever because. Really, what we're looking at is, I mean, Baker's going to be out for a while, for a couple of weeks. So that's going to change something with the team more than just the coaching change itself.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I actually would lean, if I do say
2: so myself, I think it could be beneficial for DJ Moore, to be honest.
1: Yeah,
0: well, I think P- PJ Walker looked more competent, I guess, than Baker did.
2: I will go out on a limb and I will say that DJ Moore will have his best stretch of the season with PJ Walker and no Baker Mayfield. Just to, just to confirm to everybody that it's not DJ Moore. That's the problem. It's Baker Mayfield. That's the problem.
0: Well, it's like how last year it wasn't Allen
2: Robinson. That was the problem. It was the offense. That was the problem. But different stages different stages of their careers. DJ Moore, DJ Moore is supposed to still be on the upward trajectory while Alan Robinson. Ideally you would want him to be plateauing, but really Allen Robinson is on the severe down curve where he's just not getting anything. Yeah, frankly. And I mean, what the fuck do you expect? He's on the Los Angeles Rams and he's in an offense that's ran by Cooper Cup, So,
0: that, that is very true. Cooper Cup who went for $999 in the guillotine.
2: Yeah, let's not talk about it. Thank you.
0: G- uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's it. That's it for that. Uh, let's go into Thursday night, and this game is going to be atrocious. Shit. You never know, but mm. it's looking like this game is going to be pretty bad.
2: I I, I have no expectations.
0: Uh, the Bears and the Commanders at Soldier Field. And a couple things. So uh, Logan Thomas has already been ruled out of this game. Uh, Johan Dotson has already been ruled out of this game. So it's going to be Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin are, and David Montgomery are really going to be the guys that you're looking at in this in this one. And that's it, really.
2: Um, I would say in Superflex that Wentz and Fields could be appealing if you if you need streams for quarterback on bye. Maybe if you have Jared Goff, if you have Derek Carr, um, and you're stuck with potential I mean, you're needing a buy fill in. I think you could do a lot worse than than with Wentz and with and with Fields. I, I think you could do way worse. But I mean, outside of that for twelve twelve team leagues, it it, it is Montgomery. For the Bears, it's nobody else for the Bears. Montgomery, in my ranks, I have him as my RB18. So he's like a middle-of-the-road RB2. And then for Washington, there's no Washington running back I want to start. Uh, I actually did trade Brian Robinson today in in one league. And I am looking to potentially deal him in the other just because I don't want anything to do with this Washington backfield, to be quite honest. Uh, but with McLaurin and... With Curtis Samuel, I have McLaurin as my wide receiver 24. Curtis Samuel is my wide receiver 26. So 12-team leagues, they're, they're borderline starts, you know, you you, you could start them. Uh, and Logan Thomas, for any of those that are interested, if they want to stream tight end.
1: Logan uh, Thomas Logan. is
2: out. Yes, he's out. So then it's I believe it would be John Bates for uh, Washington, it is. And he's my tight end 28. So, Ideally, and Adam and I were talking about this, we were just spitting shit before we we came on air. Um, I'll repeat what I said to Adam, to all of you. Um, If I had other options, I would play them. Just because this is a game that could have 24 combined points. And I really don't want anything to do with that. Because as I say time and time again, no good things ever happen on Thursday. So you're better off fading this game altogether if you have the options.
1: like. We're going with, well, Adam. Yes. Do you want to do a would you rather? Sure. Let's do a would you rather. Would you rather? Would you rather start? David Montgomery or Raheem Mostert? Uh, Dolphins I'm, are ag- playing...
2: I'm ignoring my ranks for this. I'm just going off of my own hunch.
1: Okay.
0: And so Dolphins are playing Minnesota.
2: Dolphins are playing Minnesota. Yes. In Miami.
0: Ooh, I would rather start Mostert because I'd rather
2: start Mostert too.
0: Of what Montgomery did to Minnesota last week. And also apparently he's he's caught a second win in his career with that game against the
2: Jets. I mean, to be fair to Minnesota though, David Montgomery only had 20 yards rushing. Yeah, but he scored. He scored, yeah. It saved his day. <laughs> saved his day. 20 <laughs> yards rushing. Well, that's, okay.
0: It's embarrassing. I mean, the Bears a, as a whole on the ground did really well against Minnesota. Yeah.
2: I would go Mostert. I would go Mostert, yeah. I think. I would go Mostert. David Montgomery or Najee Harris.
1: Um
2: Najee Harris against Tampa.
1: Yes, at home against Tampa. Yep. Um hmm.
0: I'd rather play Najee. Because Pittsburgh seems to be throwing the ball a lot in this game. And I think that's going to be where Najee shines.
2: I think I'd rather start Montgomery. I think. I think. Uh, Montgomery or Devin Singletary in the Mammoth Ooh. game of the weekend?
0: <laughs> I think Devin Singletary scores like a straight touchdown or two in this game. So, this, is a tough,
1: gonna, this,
2: this, this is a tough one because I, I, I do think Singletary can fall into the end zone, and we just saw what Josh Jacobs did to Kansas City on Monday night. But there's also the possibility Devin Singletary maybe touches this ball five times.
0: That's true. I mean, they're really trying to get – I guess they're really trying to get James Cook more situated into the offense as that lead guy.
2: Oh, no, I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about that Josh Allen could be dropping back and throwing the ball 75 times.
0: Well, that's true. But this feels like – I don't know. It's like a weird hunch where you can't really explain where the feeling is coming from, but it feels like a game where like you expect more from the receivers, and then, like instead of Stefan Diggs getting a touchdown, it's just like they they rush they run the ball with uh, Singletary and he gets like a ten yard touchdown instead of a uh, instead of Stefan Diggs or something like that on a certain drive.
2: I would go Montgomery over over Singletary personally.
0: okay. All right, I'm done. Okay. I thought you were gonna do. We could do a would you rather with just my lineup, if <laughs> that'd be hilarious. But we're we're not gonna do that. It takes too long. Um. Yeah. So that's really this game.
2: Um, Bears. Bears defense is a fine start this week.
1: Yeah, I think the Bears Thanks. defense are okay. Yeah, and I don't know.
0: No, actually, the Bears. I would say. Just because the Carson Wentz is not looking great, you know, turning the ball over a lot. Yeah. So it could work for you. And
2: they're at home. That's true. In the I, would, f- I wouldn't play either, but if you had to pick one, I would pick the Bears.
0: Yeah. In the shitty field conditions of Soldier Field. Right. In the rare scenario, I know this is Wednesday, so it's after waivers, but in the rare scenario... That the Rams were that the Rams were available well, in your not, league? Not
2: not all leagues uh do waivers on Wednesday. Oh, that's true. I've I've waivers I have a bunch of leagues actually. I have more leagues that run waivers tomorrow than
1: than today. Interesting. I actually like Thursday waivers a lot better. I like it a lot better. It's because you, you can
2: take two days to do your claims, and then Thursday morning you set your lineup and that's it. Interesting. So, what I was saying is, I mean,
0: in the off chance that the Rams are available defensively, then they're definitely worth a pickup against Carolina.
2: Uh, yes. I think they are my number two defense this week, I want to say.
0: yeah, They were available in the, in the non-guillotine, and I was like, oh, my God. And I picked them up. I spent like $7 of fab on them because like Ugh. I
2: want this team.
0: Ugh. It's the Rams' defense against Carolina. Oh.
2: I, I, I will. I will never spend more than two dollars for a defense, ever. 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 I, I, ugh, that's sickening. I know there, there, there are bad people like you out there, Adam. Uh, me, I will never spend more than two dollars on a defense ever. You got to give defenses a chance. Well, with the way the sc- with the scoring is, you just got to make sure you find a defense that's not going to allow points.
0: The scoring is so interesting because. Uh, I realized a couple weeks ago that we that you don't have the yard,
2: the yards uh, factor, yeah, anymore, which is good because yeah, I, mean, I thought I, t- I I thought I told everybody that that's sidebar, sidebar, irre- irrelevant conversation, but yeah, it was yeah, that's the way it should be. By the way, that's the way I it like it. I like that more
0: because yards, like, who cares
2: about yards? You should never you should never be in a situation where you get negative points from a defense ever. Most, yeah. the lowest you can get is a zero, which okay, fine you never should be in a position where you can have negative five or negative six in your lineup because of your defense. That is silly.
1: Yep. And we rectify the situation quick. Yeah. And and in the guillotine, there are no defenses or kickers.
2: No, nope, because that's how, that is how a normal guillotine is ran.
0: Yes. Well, I'm just
2: saying, you know, do you imagine at the start of the year, having 18 defenses selected, 18 different kickers? Like that'd be nuts. Mayhem man stupidity
0: also imagine losing the gate team because your defense got yeah because shredded. of the defense exactly it's just <laughs> stupid anyway so moving on to there are two less games so we could just keep shooting the shit. but uh, I don't know about
2: that I don't know about that we spent 10 minutes talking about Thursday
0: yeah uh first game up of the Sunday slate is the 49ers and the Falcons. This is a Tevin Coleman revenge game, as Bird reminded me. So fun stuff. Uh, we don't really know as much about injuries because it is Wednesday that we were recording this. So keep your eyes peeled for your Friday and Saturday injury reports. Listen to the mailbag for when Bird and Jake do that, because the really important guy that you're looking at is
2: Kyle Pitts. So last that I heard about pitts was that he is expected to play on sunday that is the initial word if i received that correctly i'm just looking through all my texts today uh yes yep kyle pitts is expected to come back on sunday versus san francisco so good news because with the possibility that well the definite that Cordero Patterson is not going to be playing in the game and with the possibility that Drake London does not play in this game either uh, there is a real possibility this could be the Kyle Pitts dominates the targets sort of week do i think it's going to happen no I, I i don't if i'm being really honest um but can one be helpful be helpful sure Absolutely. And for what it's worth too, Drake London was not on the injury report today. So Drake I was London about to say like that. He, that he's gonna play.
0: Yeah, I was about actually right about to say that. I was looking I was like I don't see him on the injury report.
2: Yeah, he was not on the he was not on the injury report. I, I just happened to look myself. And so he, was not, he was not on the injury report. So I take back everything I said about Kyle Pitts. Yeah, it's probably gonna be the same old standard ship with Kyle Pitts. But I mean, I don't know. It might be a little better. But you... uh, probably not. How, how could you expect anything better? He's been terrible.
0: He has been terrible.
2: So I, 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 I don't know what we're waiting for. That that really is. And it, it, we're getting to a point where it's it is crazy to me that the mid-round outside of Kelsey and Andrews, the tight end position has been utter dog shit. Especially in the middle rounds where honestly I was looking to target. And I, I mean I really didn't get a lot of the mid-round tight ends I wanted. Obviously, I wanted Dalton Schultz in a lot of places and I got him in a couple, but not as many as I thought I would have him. But Dalton Schultz has been has been dog shit because he's been he's been injured. So but I'm not dropping Dalton Schultz yet. I want to see what he's like with with Dak. George Kittle has been dog shit. Yep. Darren Waller has been dog shit. Kyle Pitts has been dog shit.
0: Yeah, I mean Zach Ertz has been pretty good.
2: But- Zach Ertz has been good. Yeah, Zach Ertz has been has been really steady, but I want to see what Zach Ertz looks like when uh, when Hopkins comes back next week.
0: It's true. Yeah, and Darren
2: Waller. Oh my god, Darren Waller. It's been the late round tight ends. It's been your Gerald Everett's, it's been your David Joku's. it's been your Pat Fryer moves to an extent. Those are the guys that have been really, really good. Yep,
0: exactly. So for the 49ers, you know, we already talked a bit about uh, Kittle and how he's been really disappointing. Uh, Jeff Wilson's been pretty good in relief Stark. of, yeah, of course you are, in relief Stark. of Elijah Mitchell. And, you know, it's I'm interested to see if, it, I mean, it's going to be pretty late in the season when Mitchell comes back uh, off of IR. But I'm interested to see what the backfield looks like. With both of those guys. Cause it cause Jeff Wilson has looked pretty good. He's gonna be involved. Jeff Wilson.
2: There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it to me. Cause he's looked good. He's a, he's looked really, really, really good. He screams like he's gonna be that next San Francisco running back that we think is the like the finally the the main ball toter in the backfield. We talk about him all offseason, gets drafted in the sixth round. And then they go back to Elijah Mitchell or they find some other running back that they draft and that becomes their starting running back.
0: I believe that's called Raheem Mostert's disease. Something like that. Something
2: like that.
1: Or
0: just, yeah.
2: And also I would say Jimmy Garoppolo before we get to anything, Jimmy Garoppolo is a really good start in 12, 14 team leagues. And of course in super flex. I mean, in a dome
0: against the Falcons defense, that's not good. I think it's a, it's a recipe for success.
2: Yep. Yep. I I think it's a, it's a really, really, really solid start.
0: And, you know, obviously you're starting Debo. Yep. And yeah, that's, that's
2: about it for that. Yeah. Debo, I has my wide receiver eighth this week. And then for all of those that are concerned, I have Garoppolo as my QB 14 this week. Okay. Oh, uh, sorry. QB thirteen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move him up a spot. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move Russell Wilson down. So my QB, my QB thirteen. All right. Uh, next game, San Francisco defense. By the way, sorry to cut you off, Adam. Uh, San Francisco defense, my number one defense this week.
0: Ooh, it's a good shout.
2: Thank you. Yep. Next, even game, with New- all the injuries, even with all the injuries, I still like them.
0: New England uh, at Can or at Cleveland. So, oh. Oh. yeah. So, the, I mean, injuries are huge in this game for New England. Seeing if Damien Harris is Damien Harris, it's looking like he's not going to play. He's not going to be playing.
2: Playing. Listen, or, or I what? was told I was told that Damien Harris was going to miss multiple weeks, and then he shows up and he practiced today.
1: So That's I don't crazy. know what the
2: hell is going on.
1: That's absurd. He practiced today, which
2: throws a wrench into a lot of the Ramondre Stevenson plans obviously you keep looking at this one because I was just as shocked as the next guy. And there's not much that I don't really know about. Like I was told consistently by, I speak to three Patriots guys. I was told consistently by all three of them that Damian Harris was going to miss multiple weeks. And all three of them texted me today with basically some summation of, holy shit, Damian Harris is practicing.
1: That's absurd. Shocker. I I was stunned. Yeah.
0: I mean, you have that. I mean, Mac Jones uh, is limited in practice, and Jacoby Myers and Nelson Nelson Aguilar are also limited in practice. So, I mean, it might still be uh, Bailey Zappi. Heading into this, but I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be New England's gonna be playing from behind in this game, I
1: think. Uh yeah,
2: yeah, there is that that possibility that they are going to be playing from behind, but I wouldn't I wouldn't sleep on Bailey Zappi. I thought Bailey Zappi has looked, if I do say so myself, I thought Bailey Zappi has looked really, really good. Well, that was against the worst defense in the league. Even then. Even then, he looked poised, and this is a Patriots offense that has really just not been that great. And Bailey Zappi looked, he looked okay. He looked okay. Now, I'm not saying there's a quarterback situation that needs to, uh, quarterback competition is going to emerge from this. I'm not saying that, but he looked good. He looked good. Like the number, the number I, I talk about this all the time. I test, I test, I test, I test is how I evaluate everything. Stats are fucking irrelevant. If you turn on a goddamn game and you just watch and you see how a guy looks, he looks good to you, then he's going to look good. There are There's something about watching a game that reading a box score is not going to tell you. And just with me... Bailey Zappi stood out. Now, what does that Does that mean anything in the long run? Probably not because they spent the first round pick on Mac Jones. But is it significant enough to the point where I'm saying that if Bailey Zappi plays, could you start him in the most desperate super flex spot?
1: You can. Yeah, it's got to be really, really, really desperate, but you could do it. It would be a tough
0: ask, but
2: very, very tough. Yes.
0: If they are playing from behind, then it could work out for you. But, you know, this is a Jacoby Brissett revenge game.
2: It is a Jacoby Brissett revenge game. So, you know, fun stuff. It is a Jacoby Brissett revenge game. Up Jacoby Brissett, great guy. Um, but I do want to talk about the Patriots running backs for a second. We spent so much time talking about Bailey Zappi for for no reason, but we we did. Um, If Ramondre Stevenson is the guy, Ramondre Stevenson is a top 10 play this week. I I, I love him. Top 10 play. If Damien Harris is somehow active for this game, which I still am of the belief that he is not going to play, if he is active, I still don't think he really sees much. I'm not concerned with Harris being a factor here. I am playing Ramondre Stevenson at worst as a mid-level RB2. I mean, what do you think they're doing? You think
0: they're using him as a, as a decoy or something or a smokescreen? Like what the, what is Emperor Belichick uh, planning here?
1: Adam, I honestly have no idea. I honestly have no idea. Cause a lot, a lot of it just, it, I don't know, I, I I honestly don't know. Honestly, don't know.
2: All right, well, and the only Patriots receiver that you that you're that you are considering is Jacoby Myers.
0: Fair if he plays,
2: if he plays, yes, questionable, but is expected to play.
0: Yeah. Uh, for Cleveland, I think you like a lot of guys in Cleveland. Yeah, uh, for this one. Yep.
2: Yeah. Uh, Jacoby is a start in fourteen team in Superflex. You're starting Nick Chubb. I would start Kareem Hunt personally. Um, you're starting Amari Cooper. Even though I have a small feeling that Amari Cooper is going to be the guy that Bill Belichick chooses to take away. So maybe temper your expectations with that. And I am absolutely 100% starting David Njoku.
0: Well, if that is if that is the case where uh, Belichick takes away Amari Cooper, then it might mean a lot for guys like Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Njoku.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it could. It could. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be going crazy starting down People's Jones. I would be starting David Njoku, though. For, well, yeah. For sure.
0: Because even, even regardless of that, of any situation, David Njoku has looked very good.
2: Uh, I just want to see where I have Njoku in my tight end. He's my tight end six this week, Njoku. Wow. He's my tight end oh. six. Who would have thought I'd be saying that? Well, it just
0: shows you how how different the tight end position is this year.
2: Yeah, and the Patriots the Patriots average a touchdown a week to the tight end position, so.
1: Well, that'll stop
2: when they play the Jets because the Jets don't know how to use tight ends. That's true. That's true. Zach does not know how to throw two, uh, two tight ends, but taking into consideration as well, three of those five touchdowns were scored by a guy named Mark Andrews, so. Take that for what you will. Fair. Uh,
0: you know, let's go into this Jet game. The Jets are going to Green Bay for the first time since they blew it in, in in 2014 with Geno Smith. The Jets have played the Packers three times, well, four times, and they've started four different quarterbacks in each game. And Aaron Rodgers started all four of them in 2010, in 2009, or no, in 2010, 2014, 2018 and now and now four different quarterbacks
2: this is
1: gonna be a really interesting game it's a really national interesting game. I, was,
2: I was talking about this game with jake and i said to him there's no shame if the jets lose this game but this is a measuring stick to see where the jets are if they lose this game say 27 24 i think it's a good loss You could say you've made progress, and you take the loss and say, okay, we lost to Aaron Rodgers. Okay, fine. You win the game, obviously. Oh, oh, Jets talk to the fucking town. Fantastic. Gravy. But you cannot have the Jets go to Lambeau and get blown out. That's not good. That's not good. This is a proper test. For the Jets to see where they are at, and I do tend to lean with I, I. I don't think the Jets win this game, but I think the Jets do keep this close. I think the Jets do make this interesting.
1: Yeah,
0: and the offense has the pieces to make this interesting. Yeah, and the Packers have shown that they're sus- that they're susceptible to a lot of things, but the run especially.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, this could be really good for Brees Hall and Michael Carter in this game. For uh, sure. Specific- specifically.
2: I, and I I love Brees Hall this week. I have Brees Hall in my RB ranks. You're going to love this, Adam. He's my RB 10 this week. Oh, that's beautiful. Top 10 RB from the New York Jets. I, I never thought I'd be saying that this year, but here I am. And just so happened that I was able to trade for him before the big week. So, Brees, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Something something good happens in my life.
0: Yeah, no, this game this game is going to be fun. And hopefully, it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson on the call. So, you know that everybody holds this game in high regard. And for Green Bay, I mean, you saw what happened with Raheem Mostert. Like, you definitely starting Aaron Jones in this game, and you expect him to do pretty well. Uh, yep. The receivers, I don't know, because the Jets secondary is kind of hit or miss. Because some some weeks they have, they're have they like really good, um, and other weeks they just get torched. So I don't really know. But whoever Sauce Gardner is matched up on, and it's not going to be a shadow thing. He's going to be all over the field,
2: I think. I think if I'd take a guess, probably is Dobbs, just because – Dobbs does live on the outside and they like to have Lazard move all over the field. So if yeah. I had to guess it would it would be Dobbs, but I'm not 100% certain on that. It could be Randall Cobb.
1: Uh, but Cobb really stays more inside. When he's uh, on the field, he really does stay more inside.
2: Kind of. And I would think that they would want Sauce to be on the outside, trying to take away the, the deep the deep ball that Aaron Rodgers loves to utilize in Lambeau. He does. That's what I would think. And who's the guy right now that's going to be making the plays deep downfield for the Packers? It's Dobbs. It is Dobbs. Cobb is your short guy, Lazard your intermediate guy, and then Dobbs is your deep guy. That's kind of how I've broken this down. And with no Christian Watson for for Green Bay either, it means more playing time for Cobb and more playing time for, for Dobbs. True. Which is good. True. Which is yes. good. We love that. Exactly. We do. And by the way, please do not start AJ Dillon. He is no more than a handcuff now. Yep. Well, we went over that on Sunday. So. Yep. Traded
0: him today. There you go. Yeah, that was an interesting trade that I saw come through on my email. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you. Welcome, uh, to, the what, squad.
2: Welcome to the squad team, Rashad Bateman.
0: What about
1: uh, Robert Tunyon? In this game no uh, okay uh wait maybe maybe. depends what your trying
2: situation is if you're down Waller or Hawkinson, then I could see it.
0: I'm literally down Waller because of bye weeks, so yeah,
2: then I could see it then I could I could see Tonyan being a viable option
0: uh okay. Well, cool. So next is the NFL schedule is weird this year because the Colts and the Jaguars are playing again and it feels like they just played each other. But that was only a couple weeks ago.
2: Yeah, it was week two. Yeah,
0: And also the Jets and Patriots are playing twice in three weeks. So that's fun. But that's unrelated. Yeah. Uh, So Jacksonville is going to Indianapolis. I guess you like all your Jaguars.
2: Just based off of recent history. Um, Trevor, yes. Trevor, you start. It's top 15 option. The running backs, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Well, the
0: thing is, looking at snap like snap count data and like percentages, it seems like ETN's getting more of that more of the look than Robinson at this point.
2: Um, yes, but at the same time, they were also down a week ago the offense couldn't really do anything and they're passing a shit ton so that will call for more etn but am i worried that the shift is starting to happen a little bit a little bit it's not it's not full panic time yet for james robinson managers but it's getting a little dicey
1: yeah
0: i'm
2: i'm a little nervous just a just a, a, little, a tiny little bit, bit. A little bit. Not a lot of bit, but a little bit. Yeah.
0: And for the receivers, like I don't know. You hope Christian Kirk bounces back, but who knows at this point?
2: I think he does. I I, I think he does.
0: Okay. And then moving on to the Colts. Matt Ryan could be a good could be an interesting play in super flex, 14 team leagues only if you're really desperate i mean this game could be a high-scoring adventure or it could be like what happened last time
2: only if you are super 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 desperate
0: yeah and then for the running backs i mean it looked like was it deon johnson uh deon jackson Deion jackson sorry Deion jackson looked pretty good uh against denver so he could be that guy for that but I don't think it's really you're looking at a Colts running
2: back at this point. Uh Naeem Hines I would I would look at if he plays and there's no Jonathan Taylor.
0: Yeah, yeah, there Jonathan is Jonathan still... Taylor
2: did not practice Wednesday. Naeem Hines did practice Wednesday in a limited capacity wearing a non-contact jersey.
0: Yeah, I mean I I would be shocked if Jonathan Taylor plays this week.
2: Um
1: I haven't heard anything to say yes or say no. He was he was doing some off-field work, so that's good. That's promising. Um,
2: but I would definitely say if there are managers in leagues that dropped Naeem Hines, um, I would be going and picking him up just in case.
0: The thing with Hines is that it's a concussion. Yeah. So you have to really be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. And then Michael Pittman for, for the Colts is your guy, a receiver, and nobody else? You're just Pit- uh
2: Alec Pierce is interesting in 12-team in and deeper. Probably. You're starting Pittman, though. You're starting Pittman, though, if you're in a bind. Alec Pierce could be a solid flex level play in, in in deeper formats. Yeah.
0: All right, next
2: game, Minnesota and Miami.
0: Minnesota! Kirk Cousins looks like a good play this yep. week. Uh-huh. Dalvin Cook, obviously, you're playing him. Yep. Justin Jefferson, you're playing him, obviously.
1: Yeah, as if you need to study that.
0: Yeah, I know, right? Can you imagine people listening to the podcast? Like, hey, I need to listen
2: to see if I should play Justin Jefferson this week. We got a question on the mailbag last week that was something like it needed to start two, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, um, I forget who the other Terry McLaurin. I was just like, I did, I did, I didn't even put it in there. I didn't even put it in there. I was like, "You really? You need that answered? Really? Come on now." Yeah, it's just a little my intelligence.
1: A little too obvious. A, a, a tiny bit. Um,
0: I don't know. Is Irv Smith like a guy that like a sneaky play
1: going forward? Um, let's see where I have him in my ranks. I'll tell you. I'm the top 12 tight end this week. I, I I thought I did.
2: And I do. Um, I mean, you could. I mean, you definitely could. Let's just look at how Miami does against tight ends. All right, they 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 they've allowed double digit points in full point PPR to tight ends every single week, minus of course, last week with the don't know how to use tight ends New York Jets. Oh, they really don't. They really don't. Hey, but they know they know how to use running backs, don't they? <laughs> Breece Brees Hall. <laughs> they sure fucking do. Yeah, Ersmit. Ersmit is fine. Ersmith is fine.
0: Yep. All right. Cool. Um, I know. So Adam Thielen picked up an injury in that Bears game, but he's not on the injury report. So it looks like he's fine going into the Miami game. Good to go. Yep. And uh, it looks like Raheem Mostert picked up something in the jet game, you know, he didn't practice on Wednesday with a knee injury. So uh, that is something to look into also on the defensive side. Uh, Xavier Howard said that he plans to play on Sunday against the Vikings. That's a something from Cameron Wolf of NFL network. So do that, do it that way you will, mm. but It's going to, it's basically, you know, Byron Jones is going to be out. So it's probably going to be Xavier Howard on Justin Jefferson. Yeah, more
2: than likely. Yeah, more than likely. But this Mostert situation, um, keep an eye out for that. That's a new injury. That is a new injury. Raheem Mostert has had injury issues in the past. There's hope for Chase Edmonds managers. There's hope. And the need, a lot of it, but there's hope. And, I mean, knee injuries have been a problem
0: for Mostert also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this yeah. is something to really
2: monitor. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, look for the injury reports uh, Thursday and Friday. And the other important thing with this game is the
0: quarterback situation. It looks like it's going to be Scholar Thompson again uh, yeah. this week because yep. Tua has been ruled out and Teddy Bridgewater is still
2: in protocol.
1: Uh Yes. So- yeah.
2: Well, I mean, even if, even if uh, Bridgewater clears concussion protocol, uh, Mike McDaniel did say on Wednesday as well that
1: uh, Scott Thompson's going to start. Yeah. So, which I found fascinating. That is pretty fascinating. So, hey, wish the kid nothing but the best. But I don't know how good he's going to look like. I don't know. Cause like, you know, Tyreek
0: Hill, he was on the injury report uh heading into heading into this week or this past week. And then also he got hurt in the game, but he's off the injury report now. Uh Jalen Waddell was hurt going into the game against the Jets, and he's not on the injury report either. But like how confident are you, I guess, in the receivers? I'm more confident in Hill than I am in Waddle. Yeah, because it seems like Thompson liked Hill. Like he,
2: how can you not?
0: Yeah, I know, but how can Hill not? Hill still did well with Skylar Thompson in compared to compared to Waddle.
2: Yeah, yeah, but you can't you can't give up on 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 Waddle. No, you're not you're not benching him, but. No, depends what your options are. Definitely depends what your options are. But you know, five catches for sixty-two yards in the last two weeks combined—it's not great. You know, it's not great. But you have to play him. You have to play him. And I just don't—I don't see how there are fantasy managers out there that would have much better options than Jalen waddle right now. It's
0: too knee-jerk at this point.
2: Yeah, uh, yes. Yes. Very much so. Very, very, very much so. Like I have, I have waddled down as my wide receiver 19 this week, but like I'll just give you maybe some waiver wire receivers that maybe have emerged that possibly you could play over waddle like um, just guys that are in the area. Like Alave, Jacoby Myers, Curtis Samuel, Lazard, Dobbs. But then again, we're talking within the range of five to ten spots between those guys and and, and Waddle. So you're playing them. You're playing them. I mean, temper expectations, of course, but you are playing him. You are not playing Mike Kosicki. Absolutely not. No, definitely not.
0: Next game, it's an – oh, wait, is it? Depending on how Jameis is, it could be an Andy Dalton revenge game. Mm. Tasty, tasty, very, very tasty. Uh, this could be a big one for uh, Cincinnati. And really, you're starting your guys in Cincinnati.
2: We're on of Cincinnati.
0: We are on to well, actually, this game's in New Orleans,
2: but we're on Cincinnati
0: still. Not doesn't much matter. Is really... doesn't,
1: doesn't matter. We're in Cincinnati. Thanks, yeah. Bill.
0: Thank, thank you, Bill. You weirdo. You're such a weirdo. He's a great guy. Uh, starting off with the Saints because they have very relevant injury uh, information here. Uh, Michael Thomas did not practice Wednesday. Jarvis Landry didn't practice on Wednesday. Taysom Hill was limited in practice, and Chris Olave is still in concussion protocol. I do not know why I said that so excitedly, but these injuries are – that's what
2: these injuries are. They are a problem. They are a problem. I will will tell you what. If it is Andy Dalton, Alvin Kamara has a lease on life.
1: The guy I'd be most excited for, to be really honest, is Taysom Hill. Yeah.
0: Also, by the way, I forgot to mention Jameis – Practiced in a limited
1: fashion.
2: He did. He did. Which is, I I think when any um, Alvin Kamara manager hears Jameis Winston and is practicing, they get a little skittish. I I mean, listen, listen. If you're an Alvin Kamara manager and you have not actively shopped him this week, I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Sell high. What you're doing. Sell high. Sell high, not even sell
1: high, sell medium, get something.
0: Yeah,
2: get
1: something.
0: You're absolutely right. And then for Cincinnati, the one player that really is worth monitoring for the Bengals is T Higgins, and he didn't practice on Wednesday.
2: Oh, T great guy,
1: Mr. Higgins, great guy. Yeah, who he allegedly hated last year. Well. We
2: could make some adjustments, Adam.
0: We can make some adjustments.
2: We, we are make we are making set adjustments. Um there was hope that he was gonna practice today, and that clearly did not uh come to fruition. So uh something to monitor Thursday and Friday, because if he does play, uh, I I like this matchup a lot for for both Cincinnati receivers. Well, all three really. Uh but if if Higgins plays, I will like I, I would like Higgins a lot this week. Yeah. And like if, I said, if, you, if there's no Higgins, then Boyd is a is a must play.
0: Yeah. And also Hayden Hurst is hurt as well. So that's gonna be even more
2: for Boyd. Yeah, I feel like though he's been he's been listed as limited though the last couple of weeks on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and then and then Friday, he usually either logs another the limited or is logging a fall, then he's ready to go.
0: Because
2: yeah. he was listening was listening as questionable going into Sunday night and he ended up scoring. So,
0: well, you think Hayden Hurst was, was going to miss the Hayden
1: Hurst revenge game? Absolutely not. Not a, not a chance in hell. Never. Um yeah, so
0: you're starting your Bengals and I'm interested to see what's going to happen just because there we have a chance that the Saints are going to be down to like their fourth string receiver.
2: There's a chance there's a chance it would be like it would be Marquez Calloway and and Traquan Smith.
1: Yeah.
0: So fire up Adam
2: Troutman. No, <laughs> no, no, nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. The only the only Saints receiver that I would be
1: half half interested in is. What the hell am I saying? The only Saints player I'd be interested in is Kamara. There we go. That's better. I was like, receiver?
2: I was like, what the hell am I trying to say? (laughs) Yes, the only Saints receiver. I did it again. I did it again. The only Saints player I would be interested in is Alvin Kamara. There you go. But that, that also comes to the caveat of it must be Dalton.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
2: All right,
0: next is Baltimore and the Giants. So for this one, the Giants, not too many offensive players on the injury report, or at least skill position players on the injury report. Um, I know, you know, Kadarius Toney and Kenny Galladay are worth monitoring, even though you're not starting Kenny Galladay anywhere. But, um, you know, that's something to look at Tony didn't practice on Wednesday. Galladay didn't practice either on Wednesday. Uh, Their punter, I think, is still trapped in England. So I
2: heard. I think he managed to work his way back, I believe. Poor Jamie Gillen. All because he has to be a Scott. Poor guy. Really? that's That's what it was? I believe that's what it was. Oh.
0: Man, Brexit has ripple effects all over the world. It, yes, it does.
1: That's so interesting. Um, and then for Baltimore, you know, let's see what we have for Baltimore.
2: I don't think there was. I mean, ba- I know Rashad Bateman did not practice on Wednesday. I know that for a fact. Uh, J.K. Dobbins was not on the injury report, and then outside of that, there was nobody of of note for fantasy purposes that was uh listed on the injury report which it was just Bateman, but I know he did not practice on Wednesday.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's really that's really it for that. So like you're starting Lamar, obviously. You're starting Dobbins um at this point, And it, you're starting Andrews. And mm-hmm. I think if if he plays, you should be starting Bateman as well.
2: I would sit Bateman, honestly. I would I, I, that's a wait and see.
0: Oh, uh, Mr. I just traded for Rashad Bateman is like, go sit Rashad Bateman. I would
1: sit him. Yeah. I would sit him. But again, it depends what your options are. Depends what your options are. Like Bateman, did I even rank
2: Bateman with the expectation that he was going to play? Uh, Where's Bateman in my ranks? No, he's 79th overall in my ranks. Um, but if he, if he were to log a limited practice and is trending towards playing, he probably would be like my wide receiver, twenty-eight or twenty-nine. So, a high-end wide receiver three.
0: Okay, cool. And then for the Giants, when I mean, you're starting Saquon, obviously only Giant worth starting. Yeah, except basically. Daniel
2: Jones and Superflex and deep twelve and fourteen team leagues.
0: Good enough. Let's do it. And next, Buccaneers and. Pittsburgh. So, oh boy, this game is going to be nonsense. This game is going to be an absolute shit show for Pittsburgh.
2: Oh, Tommy, 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 Tommy.
0: What's this? Tom Brady playing the Steelers? I've never seen this happen. How fitting. Yes. The Tom Brady retirement tour stops in Pittsburgh.
2: Or so you hope it's Tom Brady retirement tour. I mean, he did choose football over Giselle. Idiot. Absolute idiot. Listen, Tom, just live in a, in a
0: single divorced guy's apartment and don't play any more football, please. Listen,
2: Giselle, my number is 631- 631. <laughs> <laughs> Call me.
0: Uh, anyway,
2: so. Single ready for- to mingle there, baby.
1: Yeah. Well, interesting stuff
2: what my courting of Giselle yes
0: yeah it's pretty it's pretty interesting bold I guess would be another word that I would use Zach Wilson
2: I think would be very interesting considering Giselle is a mom after all
0: I you beat me to it uh maybe foolhardy would be another word that I would use to describe you trying to court Giselle
2: uh more like I know what is right for business
1: you know, okay. Do you know what would happen to this
2: podcast if it turned out that I was the one that happened to marry Giselle? My God.
0: Booming. Well, you'd have uh, one angry 45-year-old coming after you. I will tell you that.
2: Tom and I would be close acquaintances. We could sort out differences on the golf course.
1: Uh, I would hate that so much.
2: It would be great. Tom and I could be friends. I
1: would hate it. So much. Not a fan. Uh. Anyway, Pittsburgh.
0: So Deontay Johnson was a limited practice participant. Pat Fryermuth is still in con- in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. So look to stream tight ends and try and scout out your backups. Yeah, I early. was going to
2: say it's, that's a good call, Adam. He, even if Fryermuth were to play. I don't really know how enthused I would be by playing fire both to be honest.
0: And in this game, I don't know. I'm not crazy about it. And like this kind of game doesn't really scream like a tight end kind of game.
2: I 100% agree. This is
0: more of like a, your chase Claypools, your George Pickens's, and your Deonta Johnson's if he plays.
2: Yes, I agree.
0: And I am starting George Pickens in a place so because Brandon Cooks is on a bye week. So I am starting George uh George Pickens. Not a bad start. So I'm excited for that because this game is going to be over. Well, not over, but it's going to be almost out of reach by the third quarter. And Kenny Pickett is going to be launching bombs down the field to try and get that, get those points.
2: Yeah, he'll be he'll be dropping back, I would say, a very significant amount. Like he dropped back Last week versus Buffalo, he dropped back 52 times. I would imagine that's going to be somewhat in the range of where I would expect Kenny Pickett to be dropping back somewhere in like the 45 to 50 range.
0: Yeah. And I know we did the would you rather previously, but what do you feel with Najee Harris going into this game? Because he just did
2: not do well against Buffalo when the game script was in his favor. He's got two things. He's got two things that are really going against him. Number one, he hasn't played well. Well, he's got a a bunch of things going in his favor. Really. It's not just two. He's not playing well. Number one, number two, the schedule for him right now sucks. Number three, you have Mike Tomlin. That's talking about Jalen Warren, that Jalen Warren is going to continue to get work. That's a problem. That is a big, 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 big problem. Honestly, I would be sitting Najee Harris. If you can find better options. But the question is, what are your better options? Like, who, who who is a guy that you have that you're going to start over Najee Harris? I don't know. Would you start uh, Jeff Wilson over Najee Harris? Oh, absolutely. That's not close. Yeah, that's not close.
1: Would you? I start- would start Raheem
2: he over Najee Harris.
0: Would you start Michael Carter over Najee Harris? No, 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 no. No. Ooh, here's one. This is we're gonna get into this. But would you start Cam Akers or Najee Harris?
2: Najee Harris. Okay. Najee Harris. The waiver wire running backs that I would be starting over Najee Harris. The ones that maybe you've picked up over the course of the season. Ramondre Stevenson, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker. Jeff Wilson Melvin Gordon freeall wasn't on waiver wire well maybe he could have been maybe he could have he could have been dropped the first couple of weeks I don't know
1: that would be shocking.
2: I don't know what your what, what uh leagues were looking
1: like but he could have been there never know but yeah Kenneth Walker could definitely be one of those guys Kenneth Wa-
2: we'll, we'll talk about Kenneth Walker but yeah yeah Kenneth Walker by a sizable amount. Yep. Over over Najee Harris.
0: And then for Tampa Bay, this
2: is a this is a player guys game for sure. You play Brady, you play Fournette, you play Evans, you play Godwin, and you don't play anybody else.
0: Yep. All right. I love it when they're easy. That's what the Chiefs I love, to be. I
2: love Evans this week too. Oh. After a quietish game last week. Yeah. Big, big, big week here for Evans. Yep.
0: Next is Carolina and L.A., also the Bucks defense,
2: if you have them. Yes, yeah, they're pro- yes, yes.
0: Good shout, Adam. Good shout. Yeah, they're not going to be on waivers, probably. But, no. you know, you if you did draft them, then this is the week. Yep. Agreed. Uh, okay, so for Carolina, we kind of talked about Baker a little bit. It looks like Baker is not going to be playing this week, right? He hasn't uh, no. officially been ruled out, but he's he's questionable.
2: Yeah, I would say there's a very, very small chance that he is playing this week. Yep. And
0: Sam Darnold is not going to be back to back up P.J. Walker. So he's still on injured reserve with that uh, ankle injury. Yep. So that is something to also look at. And that's kind of it for Carolina uh, as far as injuries. And really, honestly, outside of Christian McCaffrey and maybe DJ Moore, there isn't really much to look to really look at for Carolina.
2: So uh, no, no, it's just it's just McCaffrey and it's just Moore. Uh, you don't need me to tell you to start McCaffrey. Like I said, I think if there is a week where you try out DJ Moore. If you're in a buy situation, you're just kind of staring down the barrel of having to start DJ more. I think this could be the week for that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I say that
2: very cautiously.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: Something interesting for the Rams. So since this is going on on Wednesday, we don't really know for sure what this is. So keep a note of this for Friday or Thursday Cooper cup and Tyler Higbee didn't practice during the Wednesday portion or during Wednesday's practice. That was open to the media. The portion that was open to the media and the injury is undisclosed for both of them.
2: Yeah. It's probably a rest day for both. I would imagine just for carrying the Los Angeles Rams on both of their respective backs.
0: It's true. Okay. So Now that we've gone over the injuries here, I need to know how much longer, Bird, how much longer are we just going to keep banging our head against the wall trying to make Cam Akers work? I think he's droppable.
2: In in a correct situation where there is a guy on waivers that is worth
1: adding, I would drop Cam Akers. Yeah. The question is for who?
2: Like, if... If Naeem Hines is available, I would be dropping Cam Akers for Naeem Hines. I would drop him for Kenneth Walker. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. That's easy. That's easy. But, like, uh, let's, let's just have a look here. Let's just see the rostered running back, see the most – I wouldn't drop Cam for McKissick. I wouldn't drop him for Cook. Uh, let me just check the all. Let's just go to like 60, 70% ownership. Um, would I drop acres for Chase Edmonds? That is hmm. very such situ- that's situational.
1: If very Moster- situational. If Raheem Oster doesn't play, then I think it's pretty easy. Uh here's one. Here's one. I wanna I'll ask you this one. Would you drop Cam Akers for Brian Robinson? Ooh. I don't That's... think I would. I, I don't, don't think so either. Think.
2: That's close though. That's crazy that I'm calling it that it's close.
0: That is close. I mean, Brian Robinson is playing on Thursday, but also he is I don't know. What would you say? He's a one, he's a 2A or maybe 2B in the backfield. With... I
2: honestly, I don't know. I don't know what I would call him, quite honestly. And also, he's coming back from a pretty serious injury. I, I, I would say that probably Robinson is going like this, like going on an upward trajectory, and Gibson probably is going on a downward trajectory. So, And same thing with acres, too, to be fair. Um, so maybe I would drop acres for Robinson. I just, it's I still so, have acres ahead of Robinson in my rest of the season ranks, but it's getting really, really, really close. I'm just frustrated. And part of this
0: is because I am a Cam Akers manager, but the other yep, part of it is. You're a Cam Akers manager. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm frustrated. Because it just seems like Sean McVay wants to get him involved. Okay, Like in some games, he wants to get him involved. In some games, he really doesn't. Uh, like in week one, for example. But it just seems like every time Cam Akers gets the ball, he just doesn't go
2: anywhere. It's a combination of Cam Akers not looking very good at all and the fact that the offensive line stinks. Well, he did miss a pretty clear hole against Dallas. Yeah. It, it, it's a combination of the two, and I'm not going to make excuses for Cam Akers, trust me. But it definitely is a combination of both those things. The offensive line is just horrific, and that Cam just does not look very good.
0: Yeah, he really he really hasn't. And I think a, a lot of people are just being like, Drew Henderson has looked better than Cam Akers at this point.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I would say so. I would definitely say so. And, you know, people are kind of
0: hoping it's kind of like a reverse of what happened when Cam Akers broke out, where uh, they were hoping that Cam uh, Akers would, you know, fulfill on his potential by getting more uh, touches. And now we're hoping the same for Darrell Henderson this year.
2: And it doesn't help either that he's not catching passes. He only has two catches through five games. That does not help him either.
1: Yeah. But I will say, though, and
2: this is a really, really optimistic view about this whole situation. The schedule for him at the end of the year is really, really good. Kansas City, this is week 12, week 12 all the way through. Kansas City, Seattle, Vegas, Green Bay, Denver chargers. Ideally, there is one game there where I would say is a down game for the Rams running backs. And that's week 16 against Denver
1: outside of that. In terms of opponents versus the run, that's a great schedule
2: towards the end of the year. Where the is problem is, Yeah, go ahead. Is that game in Denver? It's at home. Oh, it's at home. Okay. Yeah, it's at home. But the problem is you don't have any confidence in either one of the Rams running backs. Yeah. And like, Like, I would love it if we were to just have like some
1: separation. Like just have one guy be the guy. That's it. But they both stink. Well, they both stink.
0: And it's a will he, won't he, who's going to, who's it going to be? We
2: don't know every single week. Yes, yes, very much so. But I I think we do know in games they're trailing, it's Henderson. In games that are close or when they want to try and establish the run, it's Akers. But then again, yeah. I don't really know how much longer that's going to last when both look absolutely pitiful.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, Cam Acres only has one double-digit week. Go going into week six, this is not what you expect at all.
2: Uh, no, no, definitely not.
0: And that double-digit week is only in full point PPR.
2: And apply everything that we just said about Cam Acres to Allen Robinson as well. By the way. Yeah. All right, and we'll definitely be talking about Allen Robinson of the mailbag tomorrow.
0: It's just really, really disappointing. For guys that are not named uh, Cooper Cup or even Tyler Higby,
1: mm-hmm. yep.
2: But I mean, maybe Stafford in this game could be could be worth it. If he was dropped and you need a spot start, Stafford could be okay.
0: Yeah, honestly, I would not be shocked if Matt Stafford was dropped in a fair amount of leagues because hey, he, he was
2: dropped. He was dropped at a bunch of mine. I think I saw him dropped about seven or eight.
0: Yeah, because he – like like I said, he has not looked great
1: at all. No, he hasn't. So, yeah. Next game up, we are
0: that, – that game was the first of the four o'clock slate. So, the next is the Cardinals and the Seahawks. And, you know, the real thing with the injuries in this game is James Conner. You really have to be mindful of what's going on with James Connor. Heading into not
2: not going to know about James Connor with the groin until later this week. That's what I've been told.
0: Yeah. And also, you know, you know, you know, Benjamin, that's you, that's your guy. I'm sure you talked about him on the waiver show.
2: I actually did not do the waiver show this week. I had something that, 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 that came up. So apologies for not doing the waiver show this week. Um, but you know Benjamin is a is a must add, and if there's no James Conner, he's a must play because there's going to be no Darrell Williams either. Yes, so he's a must, must, must play if there's no of the of the uh, none of the Cardinals running backs. Yeah, and Darrell Williams is doubtful. So he's... I'm pretty sure he was ruled out. I I could have swore that I saw that he was ruled out already. Okay, well I guess ESPN has to get their shit together. Could be wrong. Could be wrong, but I thought I I thought I saw today that he was um already ruled out. Well, I guess at this point he's all but ruled out. Yeah.
0: Because it's doubtful. So yeah. And then for Seattle, where do you know about Rashad Penny? Confirmed that it's season ending. So fire up Kenneth Walker. He's your guy going
2: forward RB12 this week, Kenneth Walker.
0: I like it. And I am still starting Geno Smith. So As am I. Geno Smith is
2: fantastic. Geno Smith over Russell Wilson. Who would have thought? I'm doing it. Look at us. Hey, (laughs) look at us. Look at us. Can you believe it? (laughs) Can you believe it? Who would have thought? Who would have (laughs) thought? That Geno Smith is a top 10 QB this week for me. Unbelievable. Geno Smith is a better quarterback in fantasy than Russell Wilson. He might be a better quarterback, period, than Russell Wilson. Well, currently. Remember I said this, Adam? Remember I said that Russell Wilson might just be done? I do remember that. Or may not be that good.
0: I do remember that. Was Russell Wilson the real system quarterback all along? Pete Carroll
2: was playing chess. We're just playing checkers.
0: We were looking in the wrong places for system quarterbacks. Yeah even though Tom Brady might still be one, but Oh my God. Russell Wilson probably definitely is. Oh, probably, probably. Uh, Okay. So yeah. So you're starting Kyler in this game. You're starting, we're both starting Geno Smith. So that's the endorsement that you need for that. Kenneth Walker is fantastic. You know, Benjamin top ad, the receivers for Seattle are fantastic. Uh, Hollywood Brown, is a start. Zach Ertz is a pretty solid tight end going a great forward. Great
2: start this week, Zach Ertz. I think he scores.
0: This is it, though. Think about it. Because next is it next week that Hopkins next comes Thursday back? night. So you know, get
2: get it while you can. Mm. So the last four games for the Seattle Seahawks, they have either allowed one touchdown or over a hundred yards to a tight end. So if you believe if you believe in the in the maths of it all, then Zach Ertz is a fine, fine, fine play this week for the Arizona Cardinals. And we will fly into the 425 games. Adam stealing your I'm stealing your gig the last, the 425 game, the 4, 425 game of the entire week. Maybe the game of the week, to be quite frank. The Buffalo Bills against Kansas City Chiefs. I'll keep this very, very simple. You're starting everybody. You're starting Josh Allen. You're starting Devin Singletary. You're starting Stefan Diggs. You're starting Gabe Davis. Dawson Knox, I don't know if I would really start. Would you start Dawson Knox at him?
0: Probably not. But also, think, I'm not like super high on Dawson Knox anyway.
2: Yeah, and, and he, I even think he's still he's still questionable, uh, coming into the week as well. Yeah, he was a limited participant uh, in practice today with uh, the with the two uh, sets of injuries—the foot and the hamstring. And for Kansas City, you're starting Mahomes, you're starting Clyde. Um, I would probably take a shot on Juju and MVS. I know I'm I'm starting MVS in a spot. I'm probably going to start Juju in a spot as well. Um, probably worthwhile considering there's going to be a, a million points probably scored in this game. And uh, yeah, you're also starting that guy, Travis Kelsey, who tied the franchise record for four touchdowns in a game on Monday night. So yeah, you start him.
0: See, that's what I was really worrying about is Travis Kelsey.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess you could start him. I guess. Yeah,
0: maybe. Sure. Uh, also in kicker news, Harrison Bucker was a limited participant in practice on Wednesday.
1: A Harrison Bucker signing?
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. Can you imagine? You just held a kicker on your IR just because it's Harrison Bucker. I know people that
2: did it. <laughs> I know people
0: that did it. He, he's site. Tra- he is transcendent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's like uh, your old boy, Mike Vanderjet. Cowboys legend.
2: That is true. That is true. <laughs> I mean, it is what I would do for my guy. My king,
1: Brett Maher. Oh, disgusting! The (laughs) greatest kicker to have ever lived, Dan. Bend it like Bailey. (laughs) The guy's amazing. The guy is
2: amazing. Yeah. Well, for the first time, for the first
0: time in four years, I'm actually happy with the Jets kicker. So thank God.
2: At least Greg the leg was serviceable for somebody. Yeah, we all. Okay. John Fossil with the special teams play this weekend. John Fossil revenge game. That was last week. What I said? Yeah,
1: I said this past weekend.
0: Oh, this past weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a John Fossil revenge game.
2: It's John Fossil revenge game. He wanted to stick it to fucking McVeigh. I don't blame him.
1: Yeah, that was a that was a fun, uh, fake punt there. John Fossil, uh, Dan Quinn, uh, Kellen Moore. uh. Well, the Rams even did a, a
0: fun fake punt, and they were talking with their punt with Riley Dixon. All right, next up here is Sunday Night Football. Your guy, your guys, the Dallas Cowboys. Great people. Great people. Love them all. Heading into Philadelphia to play the Eagles on our regularly scheduled torture. Watching the Cowboys and the Eagles play
1: on Sunday night football.
2: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: It's gonna be the most watched game of the week. Because it's on national television. The Bills and the Chiefs are gonna be on national television. And the Cowboys will draw more than both. Well, you know, the Jets will be on national television, actually. And because we are the Dallas fucking Cowboys. Yeah. Is it going to be
2: a good game, though?
1: We are a fucking draw. Of
2: course it's going to be a great fucking game. Do you know who's starting for the Dallas Cowboys, Adam? Well,
0: it's not Dak Prescott, that's for sure. Do you
2: know who's starting for the
0: Dallas Cowboys? It's Cooper Rush.
1: It's Cooper Rush. I know what Cooper Rush is going to do the Philadelphia Eagles. Probably lose. Hater.
2: What a fucking hater. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles are going to get Cooper Rush.
1: You heard it here first. Okay. Cooper this, is gonna, this, okay. Is
0: gonna be, this is going to be an interesting game for the Eagles to really prove themselves and keep their undefeated season going.
2: Ain't going to happen. You
0: know, I mean, you're starting basically a lot. You're starting a lot of guys in the Eagles in this game. Jalen hurts, especially.
2: Hurts, Sanders, Brown, Smith, got it. All starting. And for Dallas, I don't think.
0: I mean, biases aside, I don't think you're starting Cooper Rush in this game.
2: Super flex options if you have buy problems.
0: Yeah. Uh Zeke, you're starting. No,
2: no, 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 really? no. No? No, no, no. Uh-uh. You think nope. this is gonna be a Pollard
1: game? Yes. Start Pollard, bench Zeke. That's Adam. Nice. Adam. I want to apologize. Oh, well.
2: I want to apologize openly and on the record. Your call about Tony Pollard having more fantasy points than Ezekiel Elliott. That might have been a really, really fucking good call.
0: Well, you know, something, something, broken clocks.
2: Shut the fuck up But just <laughs> take this apology for what it is. Doesn't happen very often.
0: Apology accepted.
2: That was a very good call. It was a very, very, very good call.
0: Well, I'm just going off. Of, I was going off of last year because Tony Pollard looked way better than Zeke did,
2: and here we are with the same yeah. shit. Pollard looks way better than Zeke,
0: and Zeke doesn't even have the excuse of being injured this year.
2: Nope.
0: Nope. So he looks yeah. Broken down. Well, you know he's been handling the offense, getting 20 carries a game for four years. Um leading into this season. So, yeah, or five years leading leading into this season. So it just, it makes sense. Running backs do not have a long shelf life.
2: You hold on to Zeke, though, until Dak comes back. Then
1: then you figure out what you do. But I, I still believe in Zeke, like, minimally. I mean, they do want to use him. Oh, he's getting the usage. The usage is not the problem. That is, that is not the problem. It's, it's just efficiency. a matter of
2: he's averaged three and a half yards per carry or less in three or five games. And if he's not
1: scoring, he's useless. Yeah. That's a problem. Um, what about the receivers heading into this?
2: Uh, cd you're starting gallop if you're in a pinch you start
1: Noah brown in a pinch in really deep leagues sure and then
0: it's a wait
2: and see for dalton schultz i wouldn't play him i wouldn't play him uh, again well, yeah i did drop dalton schultz in two leagues where i had him And then I have two others where I have him that I'm holding him as wait and sees until that comes back.
0: Well, with how bad the tight end position is, if you have something from Dalton Schultz, that's that's a win. We have to spend any. That's also very
2: fair. That's also very, 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 very fair.
0: But with what he's
2: done lately, I wouldn't be comfortable starting him. No, you can't. You 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 can't feel comfortable starting Dalton Schultz right now. Reaggravated his knee injury is not playing well, is not really getting a lot of targets from Cooper Rush either. He's throwing to the receivers. You can't feel comfortable with Dalton Schultz right now.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's Cooper Cooper Rush's one flaw. He did not come from the Tony Romo school of throwing to your tight ends.
2: No, he did not. No, he did not. Dak did. Dak most certainly did.
0: Well, literally. I mean,
1: who did he learn it from? He learned it from the man himself.
2: Fucking God himself.
1: What a gentleman. He's a very good broadcaster. I'm a big fan Thank of his you. Work. Thank a, you. Thank you. At a, least
2: so, at least someone has the fucking balls to say it. Really? People don't like it? He's fantastic. People say he's nerdy and, and quirky. I am also nerdy and quirky. Maybe that's why I like him so much. Same. Same. <laughs> I like him. And because it's and because it's Tony fucking Romo.
0: Even if he well, yeah.
2: That man could do no wrong in my eyes.
0: Although I'd be very interested to see, would I like Tom Brady if he's actually a good broadcaster? Oh God,
2: I don't well, want to think- I, 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 Honestly, I, I I can I can say before we uh, wrap things up and uh, and enjoy the rest of our evenings, um, I will say that there are two two guys this year that I've never actually like super in depth listened to in the booth. And coming from a broadcast background, like you and I both come from, um, I can say both of them are doing incredible jobs, and that is RG three
1: with college football on ESPN. He is fantastic, and Mark Sanchez.
0: Listen, you gotta you gotta put some respect on the Sanchez's name.
2: I gotta say. For as shitty of a quarterback as Mark Sanchez was. And believe me, Mark Sanchez was shitty. Hey, he was he had two good years. Yeah, carried by two good defenses. He is excellent in the booth. He knows who he's talking about. He's funny. He's knowledgeable. He could drop a damn good one-liner when he wants to. And he's his delivery is really is really like impressive. He is very knowledgeable. I mean, he was very knowledgeable. I was, I was shocked. Well, he, I was going to say Mark Sanchez was like a, like a dumbass or anything. I wasn't expecting that, but like, he's really refined. I was like, wow. Okay. Listen, he's a, he was
0: a successful NFL quarterback for years. He was able to hold at least backup jobs for years after he was uh, released by the jets. So
2: Cowboys
1: legend, Mark Sanchez. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Mark Sanchez was a cowboy. What year? I think 2018 or
0: 19. Anyway, yeah. Well, Mark Sanchez, and, you know, unlike. 2016. Another... Wow. 2016.
2: 2016.
0: Well, you know, unlike another uh, former NFL quarterback who is an analyst that was drafted in the first round, whose name. Is Brady Quinn, Brady Quinn. He's actually Brichard. knowledgeable. He's fuck Brady Quinn. He's terrible. He hates Zach Wilson for no reason.
2: That's true. That's true. <laughs> but,
0: you know, he really does know what he's talking about because he's played the position. And, uh yeah, he's really knowledgeable in the booth. Honestly, I didn't think that Greg Olson was going to be as good as he was with Kevin Burkhart. But that team is fantastic. And I'm happy that they're calling the Super Bowl, right? I believe so. Oh, that's so cool.
1: Look at Kevin Burkhart.
0: Going from basically doing what Steve DiAlbis does now on SMY to calling the Super Bowl for Fox. Love Kevin Burkhart. Love an SMY alum.
2: I do love Kevin Burkhart. Special place in my heart. Yeah. Special, special place in my heart. And, of course, Kirk Street. Herb Street and Fowler,
1: what I would do to have them do college football Saturday night, and then some NFL game, I'd give a kidney. Honestly, I kind
0: of I don't know if I'm crazy about Herb Street and Al Michaels on Thursdays. Like
2: I'm not. They're still working it out. Yeah, because they're, they're if, still working it out.
0: When I was watching the the. Colts and Broncos. That was the first time I watched an extended version. or a, like a Thursday night game for an extended period. I they just talked over each other a lot. Like they yeah. really, they didn't have a lot of chemistry.
2: No, they 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 definitely don't. At least in my eyes. Um, and I also think it's like you had Al Michaels with Collinsworth, and I don't want to call Collinsworth a dinosaur or anything like that. But Collinsworth is an older guy, you know. So it's like I think Collinsworth can like relate to. Al Michaels a little bit in that way, whereas Kirk street Kirk Street Kirk is like a forty something year old man. I mean, Collinsworth he's, still, played he's in,
1: still a young whippersnapper. They only so they only played football like what ten to fifteen years apart. How old do you think Chris Chris Collinsworth played receiver in the eighties? Hold he was on, on the, I, I need to do,
2: I need to do some research here. Okay, all right, all right. I was a little nervous. So Chris Collinsworth is sixty-three years old. Okay. This is the one that made me go, "What?" Kirk Herbstreit is fifty-three. Really? Well, he played quarterback in the
0: nineties, right, for Ohio State. Yeah, he was eighty-nine and ninety-three, I think. Yeah. So they played well. Collinsworth was in the NFL, I think, or maybe he would just retired from the NFL. And Herbstreet was in college. So they're not that far apart with age. Collinsworth
2: retired in 88.
0: Okay. So he had just, so Collinsworth had just retired. And then Herbstreet was just starting his college career. Correct.
2: So yeah. Kirk Herbstreet is 53 years old.
1: I want to look like him when I'm 53. Can I? Maybe. He is a handsome, handsome man. Well, there, there are some good analysts on on sundays that's for sure yeah yeah all right well we had this whole side conversation as we usually do
0: yeah about, well, about whatever so thank you this will be longer yes well thank you for listening to this episode of the basic talk podcast fantasy show You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host at BirdSalt, I am
2: Castro, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.